listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's continue the Kirk Cousins conversation. Take you around the league with a great friend of the program. It's Tyler Dunn of Bleach Report. Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time. Though it's been a busy day for you and the rest of the football journalists with the news that Jordy Nelson has signed with the Oakland Raiders. Let's go back to how he was available on the free agent market. You know the culture of Green Bay well. I understand they didn't want to spend a ton of money, although they added Jimmy Graham. But given the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, were you surprised at all that Nelson got the free agency? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. I thought that maybe Randall Cobb would be the guy that got the short end of the stick because you know you could definitely save some money there. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was going to be both of them, one of them, but a little bit of a surprise that it was Jordy Nelson, not Randall Cobb, but not a surprise when you kind of see why they did it. I mean, it makes so much sense. If you can take on Jimmy Graham and the kind of money that he's going to demand, 30 mil over thir- three years, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's, he's younger. They haven't had a dynamic tight end like that in this offense since Jermichael Finley was really in his prime. Uh, before his career-ending neck injury, so it makes a ton of sense. I mean, look, Jordy Nelson, I know he was pretty good in the red zone when he had Aaron Rodgers the first month and a half of the season or so, but he absolutely lost a step. I mean, you you can see it. He just really wasn't the the home run threat that he was even the year before, so it's kind of a calculated risk and and moving on from a player before you really think he's going to fall off a cliff, and it worked out. They got Jimmy Graham. They beefed up their defense. I, I really like what Green Bay did. Tyler, when you see what Minnesota has done, giving Kirk Cousins an $84 million deal, all of it guaranteed over three years, what does this say to you about what this team should do considering how good they already were before actually Kirk Cousins came to the scene? Man, it's crazy. When you look at that roster, I know they got waxed in the NFC Championship game, but, man, where's the weakness on this team? I mean, their defense is young in their prime, uh, all on pretty good deals. Offensively, I mean, Adam Thielen, Spawn Diggs, maybe the best one-two punch at receiver in the NFL. And by the way, they're bringing back Dalvin Cook, who might have been the best rookie running back in an incredible rookie running back class before his ACL injury. So to add Kirk Cousins to all of that, they're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. I think it's Green Bay Chase and Minnesota, not the other way around. Even with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, they're there just, there just isn't really a weakness on this roster. So, uh, incredible move. I mean, I know they're giving him a lot of guaranteed money, and it's kind of a historic deal. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins, that's just what it's going to cost. And I think it's worth it, frankly. I mean, really, I mean, Case Keenum was great, but Kirk Cousins, there's no denying his numbers the last three years. Um, there's no reason to think he can't do the same exact thing the next three years. Focusing on today's top headlines with Tyler Dunn, the Bleach Report. Tyler, you're smarter than me. Explain what Arizona is doing. <laughs> Adding Sam Bradford, Mike Lennon, is that the best they could come up with under center? Man, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm with you, Brian. It, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. It's like, you know, either go one way or the other. Either hit reset and, you know, eject at the quarterback position and then bring in a rookie and start over, or go all in with somebody else. And, and Sam Bradford is – perpetually that quarterback somewhere in the middle and you see a lot of teams kind of going that route it's like i don't know what the end goal is is it eight and eight is it nine and seven if so i guess arizona's in pretty good shape but uh sam bradford is what he is and he's been an overpaid player an injury prone player i do like arizona's team i mean they do get david johnson back maybe the best player in all of football but 
it doesn't make any sense to take on Sam Bradford at that dollar amount and let go of Tyron Matthew. I mean, this is the honey badger. I know he says the ACL injuries, but he played every snap last year. Um, he, he's going to be healthier the next year. I still look at him as that transcendent, dynamic player. You can move all over the field. Uh, not surprised at all that he wouldn't take a pay cut to stay. When, when, you, when, you, when you're Tyron Matthew and you look around and you see they didn't get Kirk Cousins, they didn't trade for Nick Foles, but you bring on Sam Bradford, one year, 20 mil, see ya. I'll, I'll, I'll take my money elsewhere. Rudy Nelson had an opportunity to play with Aaron Rodgers, arguably one of the better quarterbacks in the game today. Uh, quarterback that actually is more efficient when under duress in having to scramble to make plays down the field. That's how he and Jordy Nelson somewhat made their hay. And now he goes to a team where the quarterback and Derek Carr, in comparison to maybe a Russell Wilson, where he had a chance to go, um, he, I think that's kind of a closer match. Give me your take on how you feel about this match with Derek Carr and also Jordy Nelson in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, I like it, Cardell. I mean, he had to definitely go somewhere where you have a quarterback who can improvise, make some plays on the run, kind of a riverboat gambler. That, that's where you saw Jordy Nelson at his best. I mean, he kind of saw the same thing Aaron Rodgers did pre-snap. They, they were at a point even by 2011, that was the first year I, I covered the team on a day-to-day basis, where you know they didn't really have to – signal with, with, with their hands. They didn't have to call an audible. They saw the same exact thing, and they made magic. And then post-snap, that second, third, fourth development throughout a play, they knew exactly what each other were thinking. So he, he had to go to a quarterback who kind of played that same way. I, I think that Jordy Nelson can still be really effective in that offense. Is he still the same Jordy Nelson that's going for 13, 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns? Probably not, but... You know, at, at that dollar amount, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is an upgrade over Michael Crabtree. Tyler Dunn, Bleach Report is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Tyler, you used to cover the Bills, so you have an understanding of the mindset of that organization. As you know, they've crept up to the number 12 overall pick with the deal with the Bengals. Do you think they're done? Do you think they're targeting perhaps the number three pick currently owned by the Colts so they can take a quarterback? 100%. I, I think that the writing's on the wall there for sure with the Bills. They are in position to kind of do what Philadelphia did for Carson Wentz a couple of years ago, where you slowly, you meticulously just kind of work your way up in the draft, accumulate assets. It's really been two years in the making since uh, they've ridded themselves of Rex Ryan and Doug Whaley and have tried to get rid of all of their mistakes. They've, you know, they've kind of shipped away any assets they could to be in this position where you can move up and you can take a Josh Allen, you can take a Sam Darnold, a Josh Rosen, somebody in that upper echelon because God knows they need it in Buffalo. And to be honest, I'm really shocked that they got anything at all for Tyrod Taylor and Cordy Glenn. These are two guys the Bills were absolutely ready to cut, get rid of, move on from. So to to take out a third-round pick, to move up, what, 10 slots in the draft, I, I think they go all in and they try to get into the top five now. Give me your take on what happens when Ndamukong Sue. I know he's gotten released by the Miami Dolphins, but he's a force to be reckoned with when it comes down to being in the trenches. Give me your take on what you think about him and where he should be. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation there in Miami because it wasn't like, you know, Albert Hainsworth and, and some of the, these other G linemen, Marcel Darius right in Buffalo, where you know, they signed a $100 million deal and they just totally check out. I mean, he had his moments in Miami, but it's just, how much is a disruptive D tackle going to really 
changed the dynamic of your team. It wasn't like he just came in there and made him a Super Bowl contender. And obviously, Brian Tannehill going down didn't help, but he can still be a difference maker. And you know, whether it's uh, New Orleans, or I'm not sure if Dallas is still in the mix. Wherever he goes, I, I think that he's still somebody that you have to double team. You have to be aware of. And maybe if you're already a playoff contender, he takes you to that next step. It just wasn't been Miami because they had so many needs and so many holes around him. Tyler, we're all guessing, but we would love your informed speculation. What are the Browns going to do with the number one overall pick? Oh, man. Well, I guess Hugh Jackson came out and said that Tyrod Taylor is absolutely going to start. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that tells you. To, to me, it, it says maybe they even are thinking about Josh Allen and a total project of that position and somebody they can really bring along super slowly. Yeah, Sam Donald, he, he definitely has to, to fine-tune things in his game, but I would think that Taylor's still just that, that bridge guy, and, and they're going to go quarterback. And, and why would you really mess around if you've got your pick of any quarterback? I know Saquon Barkley might be that rare running back that you really have to consider there at number one, but we've seen the Browns again and again and again bypass on quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson twice, traded out of the Carson Wentz pick, Cody Kessler over Dak Prescott, Johnny Manziel over Derek Carr. You can't screw this up again, can you? I mean, you can't at least not try at this position and get the guy you want. So I think they go quarterback. Now it's just a matter of who. When you look at what the L.A. Rams has been able to do, it, it's been really good. I mean, you come in, you you bring in Sean McVay. This offense just changes overnight, literally. You bring in a, a Wade Phillips and, and what he's been able to do with this defense to allow them to be, I think, a defense to be reckoned with. And now all of a sudden, you go out and grab Marcus Peters and also a keep to leave. How stout will this team be overall, being that they have the, the, the best offense when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the National Football League? Yeah, it's, it's almost too good to be true because it's like, I don't know, I, I looked at those two moves. I mean, to take on, um, you know, Marcus Peters and keep to lead to get those guys, it's almost like when you get a uh, a phone call from, uh, you know, Hilton Hotels or Marriott Hotels and they're promising you, like, this vacation for, for free or some, like, crazy deal and you just want to hang up. A party kind of wants to keep listening. You know, is, is, this, is this for real? So, is, I mean, did they really just get two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL at that cost? It, I don't know. I mean, there's a reason that the Chiefs wanted to get rid of Marcus Peters, I guess. And we got to know he was kicked out of the college, and, and he's been a head case. He's throwing the flag up in the stands. Maybe it's just a spontaneous situation, and it blows up in the Rams' face. I mean, to keep telling him he's an acquired boy as well. But in terms of what they can still do on the field, one, a shutdown corner, one, the best playmaking corner. Um, the, the offense, where they're at with maybe the best player in the game and Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff proven he's legit. All the weapons they have at receiver, I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender. And I, I don't really, like, much like the Vikings roster, it's hard to look top to bottom and see many weaknesses with that team. They just needed to get better in the secondary. They, they had to get some, some veteran leadership at cornerback, you know, seeing what Adam Thielen and some of these receivers did to that secondary last year. So, I mean, right now, I'm just kind of waiting for the catch. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there is one, and there's a reason the Chiefs are giving up on Peters. But right now, on paper, man, what a coup for the Rams. Tyler, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. You got it, fellas. Thanks so much. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.